1: cocaine is found in the west wing of the white house the trial of the coward from broward wraps up in florida and the fourth of july brought more than just fireworks as violence erupts all over the nation these stories and more coming at you today friday july 7th on real life real crime daily and i'm jim chapman and i'm woody overton
2: and i'm mike agavino Hey, guys. Hello. What's
3: so, up? So, so. We're back. Good to be back. Everybody,
1: Everybody rested?
3: Everybody's alive, tan, rested, and ready. <laughs>
2: well, there's, I see the tan part. Yeah. I see a lot of red eyes across the Yeah, so yeah that's, I think that uh, that's, more than our fair share of alcohol may have been consumed yeah. Yeah, over, the, so. over the break. What was the most fun thing that you guys did over the um, break? I got to
3: do some good fishing, even though it was so hot, but sitting in the river— Drinking sitting beverages and watching the fireworks is pretty great. Yeah.
1: That's, that's really weird, Woody, because my favorite part was drinking as well. Yeah. I was yeah. sitting inside
3: of a casino drinking. All right.
1: All right. Uh, yeah. Drinking Listen and to trying to, to give me, me. shit.
2: Those two
3: favorite things. The, hey, the fans right. were like, Do they not get along? And like, <laughs> 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 they were like, Worried
2: about y'all. Oh, no, we're good. <laughs> we're uh, Well, we are available for a cage match. I mean, if, if, the, if, <laughs> the, right. if the Zuckerberg-Musk thing <laughs> yeah, falls through, there's always uh, Jim versus Mike. That <laughs> <Yeah, I can, laughs> yeah, would be funny as fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. can I tell you my uh, my favorite discovery over the holiday? Yes. This is This is going to make me look so lame that I found time to watch both of these movies. But my new favorite badass what? is is Chris Hemsworth. The extraction movies. Have you watched these movies? I think I saw one of a long time ago. In the first one, that. he kills 183 wow. people. <laughs> that okay. sounds like John. Fourth John fourth it of took July John weekend. It took John Wick 309. Right. It took him three movies to tally 309. Yeah. This guy got 183 That's in great. his first movie. I haven't seen a listed tally for Extraction Two yet. I don't know if they would have purposely made it more than – I mean, it rivals the first. That's a lot it takes a little while. We're like eight minutes in, and he hasn't killed anybody yet, and I'm turning to my son going, what the F's going on? And, it, right. and, and then all of a sudden, it just comes in a barrage. He's probably got 350 in those two movies. Yeah. Um, so if you're uh, you're into those kind of movies – I mean, I, I've moved him all the way up my ranker to uh, – to number one badass in a... uh, That's almost uh, as high as the body count over the 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Uh, That is is true, and we will talk about that a little
1: bit. All right. So a Louisiana jail trustee is on the run after taking an unmarked, decommissioned sheriff's truck. So the man was serving time on child porn charges... Mm -hmm. He escaped the Iberville Parish Jail early uh, on uh, Monday and drove in a decommissioned, unmarked sheriff's unit. Timothy Billiot, 55, appears to have left the jail around 6 a.m. And the sheriff, uh, Brett Stassi said when asked about the escape, Billiot, who is from the Morgan City area, is a state prison inmate and trustee at that jail. Yeah, so he's there on work, uh, the work program. So this unmarked unit, it is a truck that has a spare and no emergency lights. They were, they were given a great description. Obviously, if this guy escaped in it, you want to be able to spot it. They shared the license plate number and all that. Uh, and state records indicated that Billiot is serving seven years after being convicted of possession of child pornography. Seven yeah. years, so uh, uh, it's not someone you want out on the street. Obviously, let's uh-huh. uh, so, say what day he escaped. Uh, he actually escaped on Monday evening.
3: Let right. me tell you this real quick and interrupt you real quick. The and I'll never forget it, but every fourth of July weekend. Like, we had one in LP. We'd bring in our units, and where the trustees would wash them behind the uh, Lock Sally Fort gate. Mm-hmm. And we'd leave them running because you had all the computers and shit in and it was hot. And I won't say who it was. It was my good buddy. Um, I was sitting in the radio room, and he came in. and He said, bruh. Because we we're always playing tricks on each other, like hiding in each other's units and stuff like that. He said, Gee, where'd you put my unit?" I said, "I didn't put your unit anywhere." He said, "No, man, quit effing with me. Where'd you put it?" I said, "I didn't do He <laughs> ended up. The trustees said, "Hey, it's Fourth of July, and the, he left the car running. He was Washington. He decided he wanted to go party for the Fourth of July, so he got the car and <laughs> honked a horn at the gate, and they opened. it and He ended up crashing the uh, Mark units. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! Wait, wait, he." honks the so they open the gate yeah yeah well come in, they can't can't see in because there's a tent on the window oh, so, okay.
2: yeah. <laughs> that's well, good sorry. security
3: yeah, at the gate
1: maybe billy i was a friend of his yeah. but uh the sheriff did say when he's caught he'll be charged with simple escape and theft of a motor vehicle it's a, a simple escapes 10 years yeah. yeah yeah well we got some breaking news he did get caught. He He's now in custody. And according to the Iberville Parish Sheriff's Office, uh, he was just arrested by the St. Mary Parish there, yes, Sheriff's he was Office. Down, he was down the road a bit. Deputies said they saw the stolen vehicle in St. Mary Parish. Billy Yott jumped out of the truck, ran into the nearby woods, and deputies provided right. chase and arrested
3: it, him. Well, good, that's good. Uh, but shout-out real quick to Brett Stassian, Everville. i got a lot of great friends over there, Brad Truel and a bunch of them. Uh, um, there's are great guys. These things are going to happen. It's unfortunate, but where there's a will, there's a way. Well,
2: where did uh, that guy think he was going?
3: I mean, no, they don't think. It's not like, yeah, it's not like he had a billion dollars. He saw
1: opportunity.
3: Yeah, he didn't have $500 million the, in a bank. He's getting the bullies or something, yeah.
1: And, you know, the crazy thing, this is a guy that's obviously a pedophile yeah, uh, yeah. who you – you know, to me, uh, that's the same as a serial killer. You never yeah. want him out of your jails. But we're going to share the mugshot of this guy on yeah, yeah, the Facebook page. He's got a little smart smirk yeah. on his face. He's a beauty. And, uh, yeah, he's a he's a
3: POS. Wow. But, thankfully, he is now back in jail. Yes, good job, fellas, St. Mary. Uh, so let me take you to another story in, out of Florida, y'all. A Florida woman had had enough of uh, the noisy next door neighbor's kids, y'all, and the woman once branded a psycho by a respondent deputy after repeatedly calling the cops to complain about her neighbor's kids, decided to take matters in her own hands. The newly released body cam footage displays numerous incidents where Susan Lorenz, fifty eight, called the police on twenty five year old Aki and over local children playing near her rental apartment in Ocala, Florida. Lorenz is now facing manslaughter charges for fatally blasting Owens after the spiral and fuel reached its height. Critics have argued that the crime is deserving of a murder rap, asserting that Owens was unarmed. When they come on the side here, I just can't hear my clients, the insurance broker told responding deputies after calling 911. Back in February, that's not fair to me. Lorenz accused Owens of throwing a no trespassing sign at her after she she, she yelled at a group of kids to leave the area. The former New Jersey resident claimed that the children were trespassing and causing a ruckus. But deputies later told her the area was not her property. In another video, an exasperated deputy can be heard privately calling her a psycho after another nine one one called her home and y'all, I've dealt with this this. Same type of person. Um, In an August video, Lorenz told deputies that the children constantly mock and curse at her. Cops said she called 911 roughly a dozen times over the Mm. year preceding the shooting. I don't want to be intimidated by them calling me a bitch, calling me Karen, Lorenz can be heard saying. Depraved mind requires evidence of hatred, spite, ill will, or evil intent toward the victim at the time of the killing. Um, As the plurals of the Defendant's actions were in the case. There is insufficient evidence to prove this specific, this specific and required element of second degree murder. And then, of course, our good friend Ben Crump comes in, the family attorney. Uh, he said the decision not to upgrade the charge uh, last week. He said that's why people are so outraged when they think about the fact that a person can shoot somebody through a locked metal door after calling their children racial epithets and not to Be charged with murder. I don't know how it doesn't get charged with murder. Uh, uh, yeah, I was gonna say that's right, it's it's probably, go, probably gonna get go a grand jury. It's the
2: one time in my life I think I've agreed with right. uh, Ben Crump yeah, or whatever his right. whatever's right. whatever's name is. That woman was a f- you know complete freaking whack job. Who, yeah, um,
3: it, 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 look, they we I had we had our freaking flowers like that. I mean, like this one lady I haven't told the story yet that or like the one on. Buttercup, she wanted me to get semen out of her horse that she thought her horse had been right. Yeah, you should go listen to real, Life, real crime, Mike. And, uh, <laughs> but the another one, this one lady, she called like every single weekend she answered the door one time, dressed in nothing but her birthday suit and covered from head to toe in flour. Yep, it just was going to have a conversation. I mean, it takes all kinds to make like the world go. I only do that on Saturdays. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> on Bacon days. Yeah. Well, I saw. I actually watched some of that uh, body cam footage of that lady, That's crazy. and she was, you know, she was ready. Yeah. To snap, right. and you know the the next door. Uh, uh, family, They had little kids, and those little kids would go in that side yard and make a bunch of noise where that woman put her office. I mean, move your freaking office. Do something other than, uh, than let it get you to, to a boiling point where right, you're to you do that. Shout out to
3: Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My
1: allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? Hey y'all, my wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause, hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. rlrc at checkout that's happy and use the code rlrc for 15 percent off today
2: that's, anyway let's talk about fourth of july fireworks and not the uh not the kind you uh you so, set old, off old y'all. Um,
3: like on duty on the fourth remaster we dropped last week it's the worst day to work the street as a cop
2: well and when it when it falls where it fell on a mm. Tuesday, you've got this really from last Friday, maybe even Thursday. Right. Everybody you got Friday, Friday night, Saturday yes. night, Sunday night, Monday night, you, and then you have five nights you of You add
3: just. in the temperatures over 100 degrees, and then you add in the full moon, and people think that's a myth. It's the truth. Well, you add in those two— Bodies are grand, And July
2: Fourth was supposedly the hottest day in the United States I know, I in that. over like a hundred years. I didn't know that or I said, But I read this. Wow. Morning
3: was hottest day ever on record since they started keeping records in the world, which is like a no. hundred. Yeah. yeah. So
2: just in. So I guess we had a kind of a perfect storm of of stuff here. But you know, yes, it's our annual celebration of the birthplace of freedom in the home of the red, white, and blue. And what celebration of our nation's birth? Would be complete without a bunch of senseless murders and shootings, and this July 4th did not disappoint. First up, the capital of our country, Washington, D.C. Nine people were shot and wounded, including two juveniles, early Wednesday in Washington, D.C. Shortly before 1 a.m., police responded to a report of a shooting on Mead Street in the northeastern quadrant of the capital. Upon the arrival, officers discovered multiple shooting victims, including a 9-year-old and 17-year-old. A dark-colored SUV seen driven through the neighborhood stopped and then shot at the victims outside, enjoying the 4th of July holiday in what police described as a targeted shooting. Yeah. All of the victims suffered non, non-life-threatening injuries, thankfully. Uh, Get on the interstate, travel up I-95 a little bit to Baltimore, where a block party turned into a Glock party. <laughs> 30 people were shot, two fatally Crazy. at this uh Baltimore block party. That yes. was early on Sunday. At
3: 30. one party, 30 people, one party. That's not the
2: whole city. That's one party. Get back on I-95 and go a little further up the interstate. And one runs into my favorite city, the city of brotherly love, where showing love for your brother now requires a bulletproof vest. Mm. On Monday night, a suspect in a bulletproof vest opened fire in Philadelphia, killing five people, wounding two boys, aged two and 13, before surrendering to uh, uh, responding police officers. Uh, this story was all over the media. They It was the number one story in the country until uh, they discovered that the shooter was a transgender. And then it uh, miraculously evaporated. And uh, we'll get the whole story here about the same time we get the Nashville Shooters Manifesto, I guess. Now let's travel a little bit westward and and in Shreveport, Louisiana. Four victims were killed and seven others shot but survived at another block party turned Glock party um, in uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana, down in the great state of Texas. It's all these neighborhood celebrations, man. Um, A uh, a little neighborhood uh, within Fort Worth called Como, which I was not familiar with, uh, has an annual uh, festival called Como Fest. And uh, and uh, there, three people were killed and eight others injured when several men fired indiscriminately into a crowd of hundreds that had gathered there for Como Fest. And down in Florida, a seven-year-old child was killed in a shooting during an altercation between two groups gathered for July 4th celebrations along a causeway that crosses Tampa Bay. So this one wasn't at a party. Um, they're, uh, uh, they were having their fun uh, shooting at each other on a causeway. So we're, we're waiting. You know, they tally these things, and the 22 number was a pretty big number. So I don't know if 23 is going to surpass that, but it might. So we will report back when we get the final uh, body bag tally on uh, – Uh, On the holiday, but unfortunately, some people are going to need some autopsies and some people who are going to need some funerals. And uh, I'm going to make an awkward segue and tell you that if you are in this part of the country and uh, uh, you travel just outside Lafayette to the town of Broussard to where that big American flag is, you will find our friends at Louisiana Funeral Services who, when you have to uh, make those unfortunate decisions and, uh, and rely on somebody to provide honest, fair service at a fair price, you can go to our friends at Louisiana Funeral Services.
1: That's right. It's the only place in Louisiana that you can facilitate an autopsy. You can embalm, you can cremate or even cremate your pet all under one roof. There is only one privately owned facility that offers autopsy services in the state of Louisiana, and that is parish forensics serving Louisiana since 2007. Y'all Louisiana funeral services and crematory is a full service funeral home with two on-site crematories. They serve families with aftercare needs and fellow funeral homes with third party embalming and cremation services since 2015. Louisiana Pet Crematory is locally owned and operated by funeral home professionals. They provide families and veterinarians alike with dignified private and communal cremation services with extensive urn and keepsake selections. Louisiana Pet Crematory has been servicing South Louisiana with Creative Pet Memorial merchandising even since 2019. Those beautiful urns uh, that you see some of these pets uh, buried, uh, boom, cremated in. Located in Broussard, right outside of Lafayette, as Mike told you, under that big
3: American flag. Y'all, it's Roy, Provost, and the two Christians, so give them a call. If you're a resident of Louisiana, you can call them today at 1-800-CREMATE. That's one 800 or 1-800-FUNERAL. That's one 800 You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram for the latest memorial products and offerings and more. That's Parish Forensics. Louisiana Funeral Home and Crematory, and Louisiana Pet Crematory of Roussard, Louisiana. And y'all know what their tagline is. Rest Rest easy.
2: easy.
1: All right. So a jury has acquitted a deputy who failed to confront the Parkland shooting gunman. And we talked about this this. in a past episode. So we'll catch y'all up. Uh, For those of you that may not be aware, a former Florida sheriff's deputy who failed to confront the gunman at a Parkland high school five years ago and instead backed away from the building while the students and teachers inside endured a deadly barrage was found not guilty of child neglect and other crimes. Scott Peterson, who is a former Briar County Sheriff's Deputy, was acquitted of seven counts of child neglect and three counts of culpable negligence for the deaths and injuries of ten people on the third floor of the building where the shooting occurred. He was also found not guilty of one count of perjury for claiming the police, uh, claiming to the police that he had only heard a few gunshots and saw no children fleeing. Now Mr. Peterson's behavior was revealed after the shooting via uh, surveillance footage that was surrounding the post like a
3: bitch. Yeah,
1: Yeah, uh, that's right. They painted him, uh, even fellow police officers, uh, of course, the victim's parents and many others painted him as being too scared to face a heavily armed gunman. His actions outraged the community. And Mr. Peterson was cast as the central character in a morality tale about the cowardness and law enforcement's duty to protect children. One victim's father in particular told him to rot in hell, and he was derided in the national media outlets as the coward from Broward. Seventeen people were killed. Seventeen were wounded in that shooting, which was carried out by a former student. And the gunman was sentenced last year to life in prison. The trial was believed to be the first in the nation against a police officer for an action during a mass shooting, and a conviction might have paved way for prosecutors to proceed charges against other law enforcement officers over their response to mass shootings. If you all will remember, Uvalde uh, in Texas, they were being investigated because the officers waited more than an hour Before entering two classrooms at Robb Elementary School during May of 2022 in a shooting which 21 people were killed. Mm. Uh, Definitely that body count would have been less had they responded quicker. Uh, Because they charged Mr. Peterson with child neglect, which is an unusual legal approach they had to persuade jurors that the former deputy was a caregiver responsible for the welfare of students, a designation not typically applied to police officers. Even the judge was skeptical from the bench at the argument that the former deputy's inaction could be said to have caused harm. The jury, they only deliberated for about 19 hours over four days after a two and a half week trial, and they found that. Prosecutors did not prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Mr. Peterson should be considered someone responsible for a child's welfare. Uh, Peterson was the only person other than the gunman to be charged in the shooting. And if convicted, he would have faced a maximum sentence of 96 years and a loss of his $104,000 a year pension. Mm. Uh, You know, the, the biggest argument to this entire case was that he arrived outside of a building about two and a half minutes after the shooting began. He backed away. He remained in an alcove of a stairway of an adjacent building for about four minutes while the shooting was going on. And for more than 40 minutes after that, long after the gunman ran from the building and other police officers rushed in, uh, police officers they were once trained as SWAT team to wait for the SWAT teams right. to confront mass shooters, but that changed in 1999 after Columbine, yep. yep. which we're, I'm sure everybody's familiar with. The head of the training unit for the Broward County Sheriff's Office testified that Mr. Peterson had been trained to confront the gunman even without police backup to stop the killing. Yep. Peterson told investigators he had not been sure where the gunfire was coming from or how many shooters there were. He called a code red to lock down the school and did the best he could under stressful conditions and with limited information and poor radios. So that was kind of his defense to that. My question to this entire thing, and and I know Woody, the, uh you've talked about this many times, the, you know, people don't know how they're going to react until they're placed in a situation. You have the three F's fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, As much as you want to say, you know, that this guy needs to rot in jail the rest of his life, there's another side that says if your body has an involuntary reaction to that
3: stress, should you be held culpable for that? You you damn sure should be a cop. Uh, uh, But unfortunately, those people slipped through. The evidently had an attorney who wasn't a Hui attorney. and it's never been tried before, the only is not going to bring these victims back, but I remember when we trained, uh, when we swapped the training from calling for the SWAT team, which I was on in the hostage negotiator, to going to this training, doing the live training where you ran in a school, there's active shooter, and they were shooting you with some munitions and stuff, mm-hmm. and everybody trained on it. You know, so he evidently didn't revert back to his training I don't I don't care what they say to me he hid like a little bitch maybe not going at him, at him for the being a, a child caregiver which I don't understand how that yeah. is if you're an SRO the, uh, or whatever but I don't know hearts go out to the victims I hate it at I least he had it. to go through a trial
2: yeah I mean it seemed like he, maybe there was some different charge they could have yeah, they come done. up with but uh, I mean, the defense of, I didn't know where the gunfire was coming from. Well, what you're, you're did you to, do to try to ascertain to, where it was coming from? You're
3: supposed from. to run to the sound. Yeah. The, you're trained to run to the sound of the gunfire to eliminate the threat.
2: Right, because apparently um, at that time, the shooter had they, gone from they, the first they, floor yeah. to the third right. well,
3: floor. It, we could still see him backing up and hiding like a bitch. So. Yeah. Right.
1: Correct. And, and the last thing on that point, two coaches did run into yeah. that building they heard where the gunfire was coming
3: from. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: and they yeah. were unarmed, like. and, and they ran into that building to no. go
3: attempt to save children. I, so. uh, props for the DA for at least having the
2: balls to, to try it. Well, look, and no matter what, that guy I, never is never going to work again. Is, well, he's retired anyway, and gone right. to North Carolina or something. Oh, he's but not, but he's yeah, got to live. He's not living in Broward County. He's got to live every day the rest of his life. Yeah, he's uh, living with what he did and didn't right, do, and right. and that's know, right. That's that's going to be pretty painful for him.
3: Yeah. Well, anyway, hearts go out to the victims of all of these shootings. Um, take you to Mike's favorite town, Philly. <laughs> two men are in custody after a mass shooting in the Kensington section of Southwest Philly Monday evening that left five people dead and two others injured, both of whom are children. Um, Police Com- Commissioner Danielle Outlaw said the suspected gunman, a 40 year old man, was arrested without incident. He was allegedly. We'll take out allegedly. He was wearing a ballistic vest, had multiple magazines, an AR-type rifle, a handgun, and a police scanner during the shooting rampage, which began at approximately 8.30 p.m. Several children were among those wounded, including a 2-year-old and a 13-year-old. Uh, fortunately, they survived. This The deceased victims were all men between the ages of 20 and 59, seized victims include Lashad um, Merritt, Demir Stanton, Ralph Morales, um, Dewan Brown, and Joseph Wama Jr. And, and the two survivors are being treated for serious wounds as well, with a two-year-old suffering four gunshot wounds to the legs and a 13-year-old two gunshot wounds to the legs. Two other people were also wounded by exploding glass at the scene, including another two-year-old and a 33-year-old. Police did not release the names of any of the survivors. According to local media, the gunman continued firing. as officers chased him and eventually him, quartered, cornered him in a back alley on Fraser Street. He was then taken into custody without officers firing back because he went out like a little bitch. A motive is not yet known. Um, They said, we have absolutely no idea why this happened, Outlaw said. At this point, all we know is that the person left their home and decided to target individuals. Outlaw added, thank God our officers were on the scene. They responded as quickly as as they did. I can't even describe the level of bravery and courage that was shown in addition to the restraint by not killing them when they absolutely could have. Catch them in the alley? Yeah, right officer responded to reports of an man in the area of, of South 56th Street and Chester Avenue, but the gunman fled into the neighboring streets. The suspect was not identified.
2: This is the uh, uh, shooting I alluded to quickly when I went yeah. through all of them, yeah. and this is the guy that they found so, was the transgender guy afterward. Um, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he's transgender or not transgender.
3: He showed up with guns and— and everything else and killed people. He's an asshole. Absolutely nothing to do with how they relate to sexually or whatever. They showed up in a bulletproof vest, loaded to the gills, but they were a little bitch. And when they get cornered and Alloy, they should have done the only honorable thing at that point, which is let the cops kill them. So, sorry, those people pissed me off.
2: There you have it. You know, they found a bag of cocaine in the white house on sunday i cannot believe
3: that how did they know it was cocaine did they smell it no they uh <laughs> no, no they actually called in like the bomb squad and ship or like they thought it might be anthrax or something they cordoned off all the area and everything i know mike's gonna read it to you but i read this and i'm like <laughs> what the fuck now we don't usually do political but this one has to be told so you are sanctioned to tell the story but it Please leave out any of your
2: well, left, it's left a, wing bullshit. My left wing bullshit? My west wing bullshit, yeah, yeah. maybe. But yeah. uh, but here's the thing, this is stupid. I mean nobody's more pissed off than Hunter that he had to go the whole weekend uh, without his bag of coke. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh, I mean oh, so okay. so it's not even worth telling really that story. Um, because it's, it's everybody knows what's going to happen.
3: The, the, in, the, in the White House that's owned by us, they have cocaine. That's yeah. a problem.
1: Maybe it. that's why yeah. it's named the White House. But it could have been a visitor. <laughs> that,
3: you know, who knows? But, uh, Somebody got cocaine, had balls enough to bring it in, they're th- thinking they're untouchable.
2: Okay, but guys, instead, it's the long-awaited, backed by popular demand, second installment of the stuff. Uh, I'm not allowed man. to report, report. Yes, Jim. Take your anaconda out of your hand, zip your fly back up, and prepare to soak up some knowledge. <laughs> I'd like to tell he Woody's being quiet so far. He's kind of— <laughs> Is he angry? Is he— why the, why the fuck is Mike doing this? I promised I would, Woody. We'll just start. I'd like it. to tell you about Olivia Krolchek, a student at the University of Cincinnati who received a grade of zero. Yes, zero zip nada on her final project proposal in her gender and pop culture class.
3: <laughs> Has. Her, nothing to do with true crime. But her professor,
2: ahead. Melanie Nipper, gave Krolchek the zero grade because she used the term biological women in describing her As feministic topic, to do with true a crime. study of women's rights in sports. Nipper claimed she gave the student a zero because the term biological like woman life is exclusionary daily, and reinforces life heteronormativity. I'd like to tell you that Nipper received an official reprimand from the school for giving such a grade and for her reasoning and rewarding mm, no grade, but I can't because I'm not allowed to cares. report on it. I'd like to tell you about the Supreme Court's ruling that affirmative action in college admissions Nothing violates... to do with
3: true crime. Absolutely. This is a true crime show, not a society show.
2: Supreme Court ruling. That affirmative action Y'all in college admissions Egos, violates both show
3: up. the Equal Protection Egos Clause of the 14th and Amendment lifestyle.
2: and Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. The SCOTUS ruling found that both Harvard and the University blah, blah, of North Carolina had blablabla, violated blablabla, applicants' blablabla, rights to make decisions, admissions decisions based upon race rather than merit. I'd like to tell you that this decision will ensure that college admissions are determined strictly... By merit moving forward, but I have no idea what kind of bribes Hollywood actors are willing to pay these days. And besides the point, I can't. I'm not allowed to report on it. I'd like to to tell you the story of former vice president and career politician who, while facing the assumed end of his political political career in 2016, decided to task his son, who is only a little bit less dependable and focused than Dory from Finding Nemo, with securing millions of dollars in political favors from foreign countries and corporations. I'd like to tell you that you really can't blame him since just about all of these Washington DC swamp creatures have done similar <clears throat> Nancy Pelosi <clears throat> Mitch McConnell, I'd like to tell you that Uncle Joe was told That's by it. everyone that pushed him into running in the 2020 race that they'd cover his ass if he ever got caught his, with his hand in the cookie jar, but I'd like to tell you Next that he story. loves his family, all of them yeah, unconditionally, good. except for the exiled hillbilly grandkid Hunter got Maury Poviched on in Arkansas, but regardless I'd like to tell you the walls are caving in faster than Hunter can snort a gram of we're parmesan cheese <laughs> off a of format, but I can't because uh, I'm not allowed uh, to report nah, like it. I'd like to tell off. you that I have nah, found nah, my friend nah, Jim. This is bullshit. I'd like Start to tell a you... Start society show. I, I'd like to tell you crime. that I found that the that help my friend Jim um. Needs to overcome his penis uh, obsession. No, I'm, I'm nine, nine, I'm, I'm I'd like to tell no, you I'm that not. I turned to AI oh, for yeah, assistance right. in this matter. I'd like
3: to tell you that I asked my chat GPT... I'd like to tell you that I asked my chat GPT why does Jim Ford constantly talk about his penis and always want to do stories that include penises. I'd like to tell you
2: GPT's response was, probably Jim is very proud of his penis. Most humans like bragging about things they own, no matter how inappropriate. Probably his big penis is something he thinks of as an achievement even though it is not God. that is not the case as he did not put any effort into achieving it some humans with limited <laughs> critical not. thinking abilities believe That's they have good believe having a big penis makes a masculine manly or man like i'd like to tell you that i think my artificial friend hit the nail on the head here but i can't because i'm not allowed to report on it
1: why are so many dogs suffering from health issues Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20 minute video explaining step by step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B A D L A N D S F O O D dot com slash R L R C.
0: A
1: man was on TikTok while driving moments before he crashed his truck into other cars and caused a major collision, killing five people. The commercial truck was going eastbound on I-10 on the off-ramp in Arizona. The open-op trailer was loaded with garbage, and the Arizona Department of Public Safety said the driver failed to stop ...for congested traffic rear-ending two passenger vehicles and wedging them into the back of a second commercial truck. The second commercial truck hit two other cars that were in front of it, and the two trucks caught fire, which spread to the two commercial trucks... Five people died, and the at-fault driver suffered minor injuries. The Arizona Department of Public Safety said the driver told investigators at the time he got a message on his work tablet and acknowledged the message. Tyner said that traffic had stopped by the time he looked up, and he could not stop his vehicle to avoid the collision. Arizona State Troopers reportedly believed from the start of the investigation that distracted driving played a role in the crash. And according to the the Department of Public Safety in Arizona, Tyner was allegedly using the TikTok application, which caused the crash. He handed his phone over to authorities. They conducted a forensic examination, which determined that to be the case. And I can tell you from traveling back from my little trip, I just took uh, only a couple of hours away I can can't even count the amount of people I saw looking at their phones while they were driving. Standard. Five people killed. Yeah, over yeah. and look, TikTok is a video. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, man.
3: Um, it this is becoming a major problem. They they go back now a lot of these uh, fatality crashes and pull the numbers of the people in the car to see if they were actually on the phone at the time of the accident or the it, crash, it, you would call it.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, there's even apps now that you can download that will actually not allow you to use the phone. Fi- It'll send a message if someone truck. calls saying I'm driving right now yeah, or text yeah, yeah. or whatever. Seen it. So well,
3: my truck won't allow the, um, the Bluetooth hit to turn on if
2: I'm already in drive. Well, one major thing that screws up stuff and there's no accounting for uh, how many accidents it causes and everything else is you're at a red light. And the guy in front of you at the red light or the woman in front of you is looking at their phone, checking email or texts or Mm. TikTok or whatever. The light turns green. Five seconds later, they haven't moved. They finally notice that the lights turn green. And so they go. But now the guy who's sixth, who would have made the light easily if they would have just gone when they were supposed to go, is now pissed off because the lights turned yellow when he comes up. He probably shouldn't go. But because he's pissed, he goes. He ends up crossing a red and maybe gets in an accident or maybe gets a ticket or whatever else. So it's, yeah. it, it's not even just when they're moving, it's when they're at uh, the traffic stops as right. well. right.
3: I think that, uh, and uh, I'm certainly am guilty of it myself, but
2: that actually happened to me this
3: morning that I uh, cut over right in the, I mean, I knew I had enough time to make the green, white was yellow yet, but it cut over where I had to slow down and it puts me in an intersection when it's yellow I don't know if he was on his phone or not, but I'm guilty uh, of it, and I shouldn't do it as much as I do. I try not to do it, but I do it, uh, unfortunately. Um, Y'all, this is a pretty unique story, okay? And I'm a big scuba diver. The only tattoo I have besides my wedding ring on my wrist is a dive flag with my oldest daughter's name in it. Uh, But there was a migrant who was caught attempting to cross the Colorado River into the U.S., Using scuba gear in the dead of night this week. Board patrol agents apprehended the man in the Yuma sector on Monday. I've been there. Um, images show him wearing a small oxygen tank strapped over what appears to be jeans and a long sleeve shirt. Acting chief patrol agent Dustin Caudle, and back in the day, my father in law is now deceased, used to be uh, uh, acting chief overall, uh, uh, you know, at least over all South. Uh, West Texas, but acting chief patrol agent Dustin Cottle says the migrant is set to be sent back to Mexico. The migrant thought he could sneak into the U.S. by using scuba diving equipment to cross the Colorado River, but our vigilant agent sunk his plan. The migrant, a Mexican national, will be processed to return to Mexico. And the incident comes as Texas agents have discovered a series of dead bodies in the Rio Grande and Eagle Pass, which is where I was to be stationed uh, when I was going to the Border Patrol. But that is one of the highest traffic area- areas for migrants. Lieutenant Chris Olivares, a spokesperson for the Texas DPS, said two of the bodies were pulled from the river on July 1 and on July 2 and another on July 3. The remains have yet to be identified. I've Pretty much guaranteed. That's not gonna never gonna happen. In the past forty eight hours, the Texas DPS Tactical Marine Unit or the TME recovered four deceased bodies, including an infant from the Rio Grande River in Eagle Pass. Um, you know, I don't know y'all. Perhaps the school guys on to something. Shit, if I was gonna do it, actually, that's the way. I can't believe it. they caught him. Well, you know how they. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna give away tactics, but they're smarter than that. You think that they hadn't thought of that. Some assholes are going to scuba across, and because you can't be seen, well, you could be certainly be seen on infrared cameras. Your heat's right. not going to go away. Wow. You look like the Loch Ness monster across.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the first I've heard of somebody. I mean, that's a. I thought that was a pretty uh, creative, I'm aggressive sure technique to try and accomplish. The, it.
3: This guy should have. Found an area that wasn't monitored by and most of those crossings. They know where it's at. Those guys are professionals. And that, uh, so, that not only do they have like pressure things in the ground where all along the river and where, you know, if somebody sets foot right on the riverbank, they already get an alert and they may have somebody in the area that may not, but you better believe they got infrared cameras mm. at in. So, anyway. and that's a really dangerous. Shit. Crossing that Colorado yeah. River yeah. is is
1: uh, where the majority of them lose yeah. their life. Yeah, and that's why I was yeah. going to be
3: stationed Eagle Pass, Texas. You know what's in Eagle Pass, Texas? Nothing. That was thirty years ago, that, yeah. uh, and I'm not going. Not going. But I mean, I like. I don't even think they ever had a radio station.
2: So, uh, if you're running the Eagle Pass Top Forty station, we, we apologize <laughs> sure for overlooking now, your uh, thirty your existence. years ago. Yeah. Let's go to New York to a pretty wild story. Um, in May of 2022, Emily Hershowitz, police officer, filed a report to the Westchester County, New York, DA's office claiming that she was receiving anonymous threatening text messages from multiple unrecognized numbers. Hershowitz further claimed that, quote, a fellow police officer or multiple police officers at my department are involved, according to court documents. Investigators now allege that it was Hershowitz who had been sending the threatening messages to herself. She's 36 years old. She was part of the Ossining Police Department, which is a Westchester County suburb. She was charged at the Westchester District Attorney's Office last Wednesday with four counts of third-degree falsely reporting an incident, along with three counts of first-degree filing a false instrument. The latter is a felony, which uh, accuses her of filing a report with the intention of defrauding. She followed up her initial complaint from May of 22 with subsequent complaints in July and again in August. In the Filing in August, she provided investigators with screen grabs from her phone showing long, expletive-filled messages urging her to commit suicide and calling her a useless, dumb bitch and a reject. Hmm. Police and local officials were so alarmed by what was described as the messages increasing... uh, what was described as the messages increasingly threatening content that they reached out asking the DA to investigate further. Hershowitz suddenly wanted to drop the complaint on August 12th, perhaps upon learning about the DA's involvement. Her concerned superiors were undeterred, however, and on August 23rd, police chief Kevin Sylvester called a department-wide meeting to discuss the messages. The Ossining mayor, along with other local officials, were also invited to attend. Investigators were quick to suspect Hershowitz, and by October, they issued a search warrant for her phone and digital accounts. Prosecutors said the evidence quickly indicated that Hershowitz was in charge of several of the phone numbers that the menacing messages had come from and that she'd likely sent them to herself. Following her charges last week, she was suspended without uh, suspended with pay. The criminal complaint noted that somebody besides Hershowitz, who was known to the D.A.'s office, appeared to have sent three of the text messages, but they did not note who. Former Osening police officer Louis Rinaldi, who resigned in the spring over separate disciplinary charges, has come up as the possible accomplice to Hershowitz. Rinaldi was reportedly brought up several times throughout the investigation of the messages, and his lawyer, Michael Santangelo, said that the former officer was the subject of an investigation. There's a lot of mystery and confusion surrounding the allegations in this case. And we'll evaluate as we learn more, said the attorney for Hershowitz. She's due to appear in a White Plains court on July 12th. But this certainly looks like Hershowitz and Rinaldi conspired here. But what exactly was their end game? So mm. who were they trying to get in that department? Uh, uh, I mean, he was disgruntled because he had been and been let go whatever she was disgruntled uh, uh, whatever her reasons uh, were are still unknown at this point and she's back in court on the 12th but clearly there was a bigger plan that no one has figured out uh, yet. Uh,
3: maybe Munchausen syndrome or something she wanted the attention I don't get it maybe she would want it, whatever but prisons are full of dummies I was thinking the whole time you were doing that story about the Mitch I had a bunch of uh, burner phones or whatever didn't think she was going to get busted so, whatever. I mean, it takes we'll all find time out. to make the world go around, right?
0: You can now take oh. off that belt and move freely around the cabin. It's back. It's
3: back. We're back for another mile high crime. You gave that up for the Fourth of July game where I spanked Mike ago
1: Yes, that was unsanctioned. That's right. It's the only game
2: ever with seven fucking questions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A mid-air melee erupted in the first-class section of an Alaska-bound flight earlier this week when several people on board had to restrain a man who they suspected was in the middle of an opioid overdose. The bloody brawl uh, began with a mysterious scream, scream from the plane's bathroom and ended with the passenger sedated, handcuffed, and charged with multiple felonies. The passenger later blamed the ordeal on a panic attack and gummy bears containing HHC, the chemical found in cannabis similar to THC. The incident allegedly unfolded on the Alaska Airlines flight from Minneapolis to Anchorage and started when a flight attendant heard a passenger screaming in the lavatory at the plane's rear. When she asked if the person inside needed help, she heard another scream and the man punches the door open. The man, who was identified as Christian Birch, was allegedly drooling with an odor emitting from the bathroom that the attendant described as old
3: burnt metallic smells. Right. You don't know, have a for that shit?
1: Birch uh, uh, then stumbled towards the front of the plane into the first class section when another attendant stopped him before reaching the cockpit. When the attendant asked Birch what he was doing, Birch, who the attendant thought was twitching, said he couldn't find his seat. The attendant, fearing Birch was in the middle of a medical emergency, got him into a seat in the front of the plane, and a passenger identified as a registered nurse uh, examined Birch and concluded he needed Narcan, which is an emergency drug administered to counter opioid overdoses. As the crew scrambled to retrieve the Narcan, Birch became combative, forcing multiple attendants to pin him down. He then resisted attempts to administer the Narcan and began to bleed from his mouth and nose. He then tried to punch and push on people and grab onto them. His blood got on several flight attendants and passengers who were restraining uh, him, including in one passenger's mouth. Gross. A passenger assigned to watch Birch after the melee said he appeared calmer after receiving the Narcan and sedative. He didn't speak the rest of the flight, Hmm. uh, and he claimed to have been experiencing a panic attack. However, during landing, a witness saw Birch hide a piece of foil containing a white powdery substance between the plane seats, and during a later interview with authorities, he tried to hide a similar piece of foil. When he got off the plane in Anchorage, Alaska, his bag was swabbed and tested positive for both heroin and carafitinol, a potent opioid typically used to tranquilize large animals. Uh, He said he was traveling with a stepson when he stepped in the bathroom and experienced vertigo. Uh, he suggested that some of the gummy bears he got from a gas station in Minnesota may have been the cause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he faces similar uh, faces several charges, including interference with flight
3: crew members and simple and assault. I'm sure the, um, the heroin is the main culprit that, were, that divert rid of uh, fentanyl. But for y'all that don't know, HHC is a um, psychoactive Cannaboy that's processed from original hemp plants, but they do it with hydrogen and shit. It's almost like that, almost like that uh, shit on where the guy cut the baby out of his wife's stomach. Yeah, that, uh, that fake weed, uh, um, mojo or whatever shit that. It's almost like that, but it does originally come from the hemp plant, but they add other shit to it. Yeah, yeah. and I would imagine that mix I'm of sure, all yeah, of fentanyl and heroin and everything yeah. else. And well, Oh, that's your mile-high shit.
2: Mile-high crime <laughs> yeah, for today. things you don't buy at a gas station. You can station. now
0: take off that belt.
2: Edibles and, and sushi. And it's freely around yeah, the Yeah,
3: all yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You know, I've been missing this segment. I been missing this one. This past week, it's been right? a couple of, of days since we've had a kinky, kinky crime. For Friday, y'all. <laughs> here we go again. A 19-year-old Texas A&M University student was taking a topless selfie while driving, and slammed into the rear of a stop police car. M <laughs> <right? laughs> was arrested. All right, the student Miranda Raider. Also, had an open bottle of wine in a cup holder next to her, not really illegal in Louisiana. The accident near the Texan AM campus, which is about 100 miles northwest of Houston, caused the airbag to deploy. Police said that when the officer whose car had been hit approached Raider, she was trying to put on her shirt. I asked her why she was not dressed. While driving, and she said that she was taking a Snapchat photo to send to her boyfriend while she was at the red light, and that was what the cop wrote in his affidavit. Nice uh, right? She was arrested and suspicion of driving while intoxicated and released on bond of two grand. Now we were but, just talking about Snapchat. And, I, well, and we're also talking about using your shit while I, you know, <laughs> yeah. And she runs into the back of a cop. You get any any car in the world, you're gonna run yeah. into the back That's of a cop it. car. Yeah, there you go. Well, there's there's certain things can cry. there she is, Michael. I know you like
2: to do. You locustus. want me to to do the? Uh, what is
1: she on a one to ten?
2: Michael, a, she's a solid seven point say. I so. Um, it's got a. It can't feel good. Uh, airbag deploying when you're yeah. topless as a woman. I mean, well, that's, yeah, I didn't think about that. That, that, that right. probably doesn't feel yeah. very
3: good. It doesn't feel good. Period. And it usually gets broken noses and stuff. And you're tasting fiberglass for a long time. They tell them what happens when you when you're naked. That's right.
2: Okay. I, if there was no damage to the police, let's assume there was damage to the police car here. Yeah, but sure if was there was somewhere. no damage to the police car, you let her off.
3: Well, they only charged her with DWI, and they uh, so maybe there wasn't damage. I don't know. No, you yeah, I mean, no. Kid, if you hit the car nowadays where See, Mike was stuff, a cop there See, were, I, nobody could be getting yeah, tickets why, well, like, you gotta
2: reward effort I mean there's, they would there's a solid effort a there a class
3: on lookism and, and how not <laughs> to show favoritism <laughs> and not to come up with bullshit <laughs> society stories on a true crime show those were all crime stories
2: oh I would like to I say know, you, I know you people are with that me that was Kiki I need some she bandos. was definitely Kiki Woody Woody's mind off of this Kiki Crimes Let me banjos Loved it.
1: I see nothing wrong with that. Right? Is that even a crime? I don't know. That should be expunged
2: from her record. Banjos. Banjos! I missed my banjos. I'm glad they're back. And we have a couple of idiots to go with those banjos. They're actually brothers. The Gamble Brothers. Made a really bad gamble Damn. in this particular case. These are brothers from New Jersey. So Anthony 19 and Joshua 17 were taken into custody Thursday morning after Pennsylvania state troopers pulled over to check on what they assumed were disabled vehicles on the side of the road. They assumed they were disabled vehicles on the side of the road because they were sitting on the side of the road with their flashers on. <laughs> Uh, the troopers God. approached oh, a God. blinking silver Subaru and an Audi just after midnight and found Joshua Gamble laying on the ground in the woods wearing a glove and a bloody shoe. Mm. As they detained the younger teen, his brother Anthony ran toward the car wearing bloodstained clothing and carrying gloves. He was also promptly arrested. <laughs> Troopers then found a dead man's body in the woods near the Mm, Audi, which contained blood and a large knife on the passenger side floor. The initial investigation indicated that the unidentified male appeared to have stab wounds around his head, neck, upper chest, and arm, and both cars, the victim and the knife, were all found within 100 feet of each other. (laughs) Oh, man. Investigators are trying to determine the circumstances of the fatal stabbing and figure out why they, uh, the alleged bumbling killers, were across the state line, more than sixty miles from where they live. So, these idiots, for whatever reason, kill a guy. They decide that they uh, need to do the genius thing and leave uh, New Jersey for Pennsylvania, where they can uh, uh, they can bury his body, and they want to be safe drivers at the same time. So, when they pull over to Bury his body, they put their flashers on us. Yeah. That eyes.
3: that definitely qualifies
2: definitely as a dumb
3: criminal. Yeah.
1: Dumb criminal. And look. Speaking of banjo, somebody, um, one of our fans is going to send us a longer banjo part uh to that segment because she heard
2: you ask for it. Uh well like longer, Dana, I love you for sending the uh the Christmas ornament banjo. It is. uh, I'm looking forward to putting that in the tree. And I was trying to play it all through the through the holidays. (laughs) I appreciate that.
1: Very good. And look, we don't have a intro for this segment, sadly, but every now and then we throw in a "What I'm Watching" segment. And uh, you know, I'm watching on Netflix right now a documentary called "The Mind of Aaron Hernandez." I saw that. Y'all, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, of course, Aaron Hernandez, for those that may not be familiar, was a great New England England Patriots tight end. He was at the top of his career with a brand new five-year, $40 million contract and was eventually convicted of killing his girlfriend's sister's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually, after that, he killed himself inside of a jail cell. Um, one of the best docs I've seen
3: thus far on that. You know that they actually tried to come out his attorney, and I don't know what, whatever happened with it said because he, uh, was dead that he can no longer be prosecuted in mm. the charges. Right. And so we have to see how that plays out. What, oh, there were more, there were pending charges. Yeah. Something him. else. Uh, it was something that I have to go back and look it up. The, um, Something to do when he killed himself. Oh, because he was on an appeal. He filed appeals on his charges, okay, okay. and they were like, "Well, we can't deny him his appeal. He didn't have a chance to do it." So they were—they actually moved to have all the charges dismissed.
2: I mean, unbelievable mm. that a guy mm-hmm. who you know wins a national championship at, at yeah, Florida with Tim Tebow. Out of that one, bro. He's—he's uh, he's there with Tom Brady yeah. and Gronk, right, and, right. and that uh, you know, we played against them Giants in the Super Bowl, and. But he, he had all of these good influences yeah. around him on the, you know, he's playing for Belichick, everything right, like that. Right. But his, where he came from and him. being just yeah. pulled back there. I mean, it's a, it's a tragic story. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It really is. So great for show, guys. Yep. Hey, it's good to be back. Sorry in. for that interruption in the middle where, Woody yeah. tried to take my very like, valuable and relevant content and for it on any
3: other podcast, but this one coming to you somewhere soon, I'm sure. So, That's right. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. And nah, I'm Woody Overton.
1: And I'm objecting. <laughs> <laughs> for real life, real crime daily.
2: Peace. Peace. Shh, business.